0: Welcome to the Isles Buzz podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. And joining us now is Andrew Gross from Newsday. Andrew, how's it going? Oh, How are you? I, I hope you've had a, a good summer and uh, things are things are well with you and your family. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been busy. You know, I uh, had an addition to the family, and I, I guess more additions than the Islanders had up until yesterday. <laughs> with, with the, uh, yeah. the signing of uh, Derek Broussard, which when you know the news broke that it was a one year deal, I guess. People were kind of freaking out that it would be kind of like an overpayment, you know, somewhere, you know, north of $4 million when the money came in at 1.2. The signing's so mean, a no brain. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, no, there's a, a low risk, and I I don't know if it's a high reward, but certainly, I mean, I know Brass going back to when I covered him with the Rangers. Right. And certainly he was, a you know, a higher profile player in those days, you know, playing top line minutes and, uh, you know, really being the playmaking center for a team. But, uh, you know, he's I, – I think the expectations for him certainly are to come in and fill that role that Daltteri uh, uh filled last year. Um, and, and I think Brass, you know, they tried it with him with the Penguins, and, and he never seemed really yesterday on the conference very well in the playoffs if the Islanders take it back this season and if he's, you know, still with the team since it's a one-year deal and, and I do not believe he has a no-movement spot. So, uh, you know, it, it, it seems like a, a good deal for both sides and at $1.2 million, like you say, um, there, there, there's really very little risk here for the Islanders.
0: Right, and say, you know, if he does struggle or does get hurt, somewhere maybe in the middle of the year if Otto Koegel, is, you know, heating up the AHL, maybe they bring him up to to give him a shot. Yeah, no, and you know what, I mean,
1: I I don't think Brahms is just going to be handed a role uh in training camp. Certainly, you know, I, I think if you write out the lines right now, you know, you write out the centers, you know, Barzell, Roth Bra, and uh and Casey. Um mm-hmm. Another player is doing better. He's going to take that spot. So Ash Brass is going to have to earn a place with the Islanders, and, then, and that's why I say at one point two million for one year. This is really a low risk uh, deal for the Islanders.
0: Yeah, and, and if you look at like lose like free agent Lou's since he's gotten here, the, the players that he signed to one year deal, they all worked out before the year. You know, obviously the whole you know history of Leonard leaving. And then you know Val taking a two-year deal with the Devils. It's the multi-year deals that haven't worked out so far. But um, he, uh, you know, he, he he brings these guys in. You know, you know, like, like you say, you know, low risk, high reward, and they've produced the honors so far.
1: Yeah, and you know, another thing is, uh, and Anthony Beauvillier, who, who still needs to be resigned as a. The- restricted free agent without arbitration rights. So, you know, he really has no leverage for a new deal. And and Luke told me that that's not going to be an issue going to training camp. But, you know, perhaps was also talking yesterday that, you know, Tim and uh, Bo already have a, you know, existing uh, work relationship. They're playing three on three hockey together. Um, you know, they certainly have that French Canadian background together. Um, So I I think, you know, and and I would dissect again if you're writing out the line, possibly that that third line might look like Bo, Brass, and Leo Komarov. And I think there's a chance there for Brass and Bo to uh, develop a little bit of chemistry, just like uh, Bo, you know, was working on with Barzell uh, the previous season. Yeah, and if they go to
0: opening night with this, with his forward group, they didn't really need Bo to step off. I mean, he had 20 goals two years ago, very inconsistent last season. So if he really wants to make the case for him to be a top six forward, now's the time. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. I think Bo definitely needs to push his, uh, his game forward this season. You know, there was a lot of promise around him. And as you said, last season the production was, you know, inconsistent. It it came in slashes, um, but he never really settled into that top six role that that the Islanders were trying to push him for. So, you know, like I said, I mean, uh, he he could have a real comfort level with brass, and I I think that might be a little bit of what uh, Lou and Barry were thinking as well.
0: Uh, two of the RFAs that were signed this week, both Michael Del Cole and Joshua, saying now we'll obviously need waivers to go back to Bridgeport. Del uh, Cole really made a name for himself while he was here last year. Uh, if you go with your predicted third line, do you think he can make a case for being a top six forward? Um,
1: I mean, he can make a case for himself. It'll, it'll be up to him. I mean, I, I think. You certainly have, you know, Anders Lee, Eberle, and Barzell. I, I think that's fair to say that that's probably going to be a unit. And you've got Brock Nelson and Daly. Um, You know, Collins definitely has the chance. I, it also depends whether Lou pulls off the trade here, you know, for in, in training camp, you know, whether he's willing to move the defensive, for maybe some more scoring help up front. Whether it gets done or not, not, you know, can't say for sure, but I, I don't think anything is being written down in ink as well, which is, you know, obviously, we're not even at the September training camp.
0: And do you think the only thing holding back Josh Mostyn from making the team this year is Josh Mostyn? Uh, you know, I I think that's
1: been the case. Um, you know, I I don't think anything's changed. I I still think Josh Mostyn needs to prove to mm-hmm. management that he can be a trustworthy player, you know, on and off the ice, and, and maybe, you know. Maybe that's unfair to Josh, but maybe it's more of a reputation thing right now um, because the times he was around the team for the most part, he, you know, he tried to do and say the right things. And I, I think he was late for one practice, um, you know. But, yeah, you know, he does, unfortunately for Josh, he's kind of, you know, set up his bed with, with, you know, some of the stuff early in his career, but you know, it goes beyond that. I, I think a lot of it is Barry wants and, you know, wants to trust him defensively. And and until that's there, you know, I, I don't think he gets regular minutes with this team, but if, if he figures that part out, um, yeah, you know, I mean, his offensive skills are certainly NHL quality. Right. And Ian, back to Broussard
0: for a second. Uh, don't likely get a shot on the power play, which was just atrocious uh, last year. But he doesn't really play penalty kill minutes. And with Val leaving, does that leave the door open for, say, like Tanner Flirt getting a shot? Or they play more Brock Nelson? Or even a couple of years ago when Kathy was still here, they gave John Tavares a chance and played pretty well on on the PK. Would that leave the door open for, say, like Matt Bartzella getting a chance on it? Um.
1: It, it could. I, I, I know Barry doesn't like, you know, wearing players down in the game, you know, by going too way with them. Because um, Marzell is he going to get heavy power plays in it. Right. Um, so I think they would try and ease him off on the penalty kill. Um, I mean, the other thing you got to tell me when, when you talk about penalty killers is, you know, is Cal Butterbuck available, you know, for opening night? Right. Um, if, you know, because if he's not, then I, you know, it may be all hands on deck for the penalty kill. Um, you know, your your point about Tanner Fritz is is well taken because yeah, he he's going to be able to kill penalties. But if Grant, you know, earns that spot, it, there there might not be a path to the lineup for Tanner Fritz with with brass coming in. It seems
0: like Leo what last year I I would take out a free pass, but played every game, you know, towards the end of the year he was taking these careless, you know, minor penalties. Will will he get that net again this coming year or will, like even if a player like Tanner Fritz kind of force him out some games?
1: You know, it, it it's a very good and legitimate question because, you know, both Barry and Lou love You know, and and I know sometimes it's frustrating to hear this. They love the intangible that Leo brings. Sometimes it's very nebulous the way the intangibles that, you know, you or I don't see that that happen in the dressing room with what our eyes see on the ice at times. You know, to be fair to Leo, there were times in the game where I thought he was an effective player. You know, he, you know, he does penalty kill. He he will agitate, and, you know, he, he can make some plays in the offensive zone. And then there are other times where he would miss a check or he would be slow back up the ice. And, you know, you could see that the game was just going a little bit faster than that. Um, but, uh, again, you know, Barry and Lou are weighing different things than, than what we're weighing. So it's kind of tough to predict whether, you know, he, he plays all 82 regardless of what the analytics are telling him. Um, I I just know they really like him and they and they find him a valuable piece. And, you know, again, you know, you bring up special teams and Leo will
0: help you there. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I think, his strength on this team probably what's keeping him in the lineup right now. Uh, and you mentioned, like, the defense. Uh, right now, it's it's super crowded. Perhaps keeping it by out, like Noah Dobson, who I know Lou raved about, and he has every chance to make the team. He's not making this team, but you still have the same seven or eight defense, defense on this team. If they can't trade, say, a Levy or even a Hickey, does Dobson go back to James?
1: Um... You know, I, I mean, I think those are the two you're looking at, right? Letting and taking uh, as, as being able to be moved. Um, you know, I, is Thompson ready on, on day one? Uh, I can't tell you. I mean, you know, you look at the Devontae's model, which I think was hugely successful uh,
0: for, for the Islanders.
1: But, again, you know, it's a little bit different with, uh, with Noah, right, because of the age. Right. Um, you know what? I, I, to me, that's that's the most interesting storyline going into to training camp is to see exactly how hard Dylan and pushes and and forces the Islanders into what is going to be a very tough decision. I mean, and, and let's face it, I, I think everyone's got to be rooting for him to to earn a spot on this team because that just gives the Islanders so many more chips. Play.
0: Yeah, because the rush, I mean, there's really no one who can go back to Bridgeport without going to waivers on the team. So if he didn't get saved at the nine games, uh, you know, even just to be here on the bench, you know, whatnot, it's really at a risk of losing a player. Yeah, you know, and, and the funny thing, too, is, you know,
1: you you look at that group of defensemen, and, you know, a year ago, I'm sure most people would not have looked at Adam Pellic and Scott Mayfield as you know guys you really don't want to lose or 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 trade away, but you know Pellic from January on and Mayfield really with this whole season last year, you know those are those are really good parts in this group, right? And uh, you know. You know, I, I I I think you know those two were you know were some of the best stories from last season in terms of development and uh, you know benefits of the team. It was, it was like the team gained two defensemen, and then you throw in Devon Kaze, and, and that that's a heck of a group coming around.
0: Right, and if Lou looks to make a move to acquire you know, some sort of top six forwards and it doesn't come from trading any of the defensemen here, with Say Sebastian Aho be looked at, or even like Parker Wallerstrom or Justin Strandlestam. I mean, they have all these NHL-ready guys who are like seven or nine to eleven on the depth chart, not getting a chance here. Will we look to maybe trade some those guys for help in the top six?
1: I mean, you don't know that he hasn't looked to done that already. Right. Um, you know that is, you know, how do other organizations evaluate the Islanders' chips? right, and assets, Um, if he hasn't traded one or two of those guys yet, you know, maybe they're not being evaluated the same way, you know, that maybe he's evaluating. You know, I'm not saying that's the case, but I think that needs to be taken into consideration. And, I mean, you know, I I, I certainly expect this type to, you know, to play in a few preseason games, you know, you know, both for a chance to show Islanders for something, but also to put something on tape for the rest of
0: the uh, rest of the week. I Aho mean, had, you know, a good twenty twenty five games two years ago, and you know, it looked like he belonged once on the Islanders last year. which is a numbers game because everyone was helped, you know, to Chase was everyone basically, you know, besides Boyd voided a little bit, but uh, it's pretty much a numbers game for the defense.
1: Yeah, plus you got, you got Bodie Wild, you know, coming up through the ranks, too. So, I mean, they, they, there should be some chips and assets to trade, um, you know, if Luke's into or something.
0: Right. And now with the goaltending, you know, you got the alarm off a year, four-year deal. Uh, last year, he kind of split starting with Bauer. Do you kind of see, like, a 50-30 split with the talent this year?
1: Um, you know, and I, I talked to Grace yesterday about what's expected, and he basically said, "Who
0: knows?" You know, I mean,
1: it's, and he's expecting the same situation as last year that they had with Robin Leonard, and you know, you look at the numbers and you look at the games played. You know, taking aside that Robin started all eight postseason games, you know, it it, it was, you know, it looks like the net was was shared pretty equally, although. You know it was not it was not a you know a goalie rotation it was the better goalie played at that moment right. and it just worked out you know robin had a few injuries that all the numbers worked out evenly and what thomas expects is that the better goalie is going to play you know that barry will go with the better goalie at the time um so you know whether it's 50 30 you know I, I could see it being, you know, 45 and I'm bad at math. You know, was that, 37, 38? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 45, 37, something like that. Um, or I could, you know, you tell me right now that, you know, wind up 41, 41 And I wouldn't, you know, I think that's a strong possibility, too. It's just can you tell me that Semyon Varlamov is going to be healthy for 45 games or 41 games or for 37 games? You know, unfortunately, that kind of, you know, he he played really well in time at Colorado. He had some some really rough patches, and then he had a lot of injury patches too. So I, I, I certainly think he comes with a little bit more uncertainty. Um, but, you know, when when he is playing well and when he's healthy, he's been, you know, he's been a
0: very good goalie in the NHL. Yeah, he, he absolutely has been, you know. Uh, yeah. Now, just uh, around the league for a second, uh, all these restricted creations agents that are still, you know, you know, probably Mitch Marner, Braden Point, whatever, Rock fessor the list goes on and on. Do you think that uh, GM's kind of – we're anticipating more offer sheets than just the one that's special. I hope that. You know what? I
1: I I gotta be honest with you. Uh, like offer sheets to me are like Santa Claus. You know, <laughs> it, it's a nice concept, but you know, there's no really tall guy sliding down the chimney for real. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, I mean, and I, I said this to everyone. Until you know, I see an offer sheet, I won't believe one is coming. And, you know, that, that, that office that Montreal offered, you know uh Aho for uh you know, Carolina. I mean basically they just did Carolina's work to them. It, it was a seat that Carolina was gonna was sign, you know, match immediately. Right. So, you know, anything for a or a martyr has to be more clever. Um, but of course the cost there is going to be you know, considerably higher, you know, four first-round picks if you're you're, you're, you're looking at a Marner, you know, the the money being bandied about, like, $13 million. Boy, I'll tell you what, you know, it would really screw Toronto um, if if this offer comes in, like, around October 1st or so. uh, You know, Toronto would really have to scramble. But, again, I, I just... I really don't see it happening. Uh, I, I just don't think the NHL today works like that.
0: Do you, do you see the other GMs kind of waiting for Mar-Eau to sign before I guess down all the other players, or like one yeah 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 yeah
1: no I I think I think we're kind of in a holding pattern now, and something will have to break. It's you know I mean it's all of them really. It's like you know, kind of like uh, during the last baseball offseason between Bryce Harper and Manny Machado with the right. two agents, like, didn't want to be the first guy to sign, yeah. you know, because they wanted the other guy to set the market. Um, I, I, I think we got a little bit of that going on, too. And I, I mean, as I understand it with Toronto, the issue really isn't the money. The money... You know, everyone knows Mitch is going to get paid. The the, the real sticking point is how many seasons. And, you know, if the Maple Leafs, if they're going to give up, you know, whatever it is, all a year, they really want to sign both term. whereas Barter, you know, wants a shorter-term deal so he can get the unrestricted free agency, you know, as soon as possible and, and score a second-year contract thirty. Right. You know, as we see each season, the the age is getting younger and younger that you're paying guys for, and you know, the older guys are getting squeezed. You know, you know, even with, with an under's league, you know, you know, which look twenty eight, twenty nine, you know, you're, the seven year deals are a little harder, to, you know, to, to stomach sometimes, just because you know, old, you know. 33 is the new 36 and you know, 30 is the new 33. Even, you know, I remember talking to Derek Broussard, uh, last season while he was in Pittsburgh and we were just talking about the age in the NHL. And I was talking about a player who was 30, having a tough time getting a contract and brass looks at me kind of with sad eyes and goes, Hey, that's how old I am, you know? And, uh, so, it's just, once you get 27, 28, you know, there's no guarantee you're going to be able to score a long-term deal.
0: So were you kind of surprised that Lee did get the seven years? Um, you know, when all was said and done,
1: probably not, because I, I think, you know, the Islanders needed to sign him. And, you know, Bonders really did have a bit of leverage there. I mean, you know, they didn't give him eight years; they gave him seven seasons. So, you know, that's that's the price of doing business in the NHL. You know, uh, you know, Anders the, the, the last the, the last year or two of that contract. You know, maybe Anders is not playing like it's a million dollar man, but you know, you're you're paying for what you're getting right now. Right.
0: And uh, I'll, I'll leave you with, with one more, uh, Andrew Ladd. You expect him at all to be on the
1: ice this year? At some point, yes. Yeah. I I, I do expect him to be on the ice. I mean the question is, and and I say that because again, Lou and, and Barry seem to have a lot of trust and, and and belief in what he can bring to the team if healthy. Um you know the the question, you know, we heard it all the way up through his rehab last season, uh, you know, through the trade deadline, and he gets back on the ice, and it didn't last long. He got hurt again. So, yes, I expect to see him on the ice at some point this season. I I don't know how long I expect to see him on the ice. Uh, You know, and and the timeline, you know, is a little – it's a little cloudy right now as to when you might see him, uh, you know, both him and Cal Clutterbuck is coming back from the, you know, back, back surgery. You know, Luke told me that he expects certainly by the end of, you know, training camp, uh, you know, uh, clutter to be available. And for it not to be an issue by opening night, he expects clutter to be available you know, for the start of the season, if not day one of training camp. Um, but he did he did tell me that uh, Ladd is, is not on um, the same timeline. Uh, you know, he's behind further for the recovery from this day.
0: Right. Well, we wish him well. Since, uh, when he's out there healthy, you know, he's, he's definitely a contributor to the team. Um, I lied, so I got one more for Um Two guys, do you expect either of them to make their debuts this year, Cooper Bellows or Otto Wallstrom. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, I think at
1: some point this season. I mean, because you know injuries always happen. I, I think they're close to being the next man up. So I, I would expect to see, you know, at some point, you know, you know. It was, Two, three, four, five games. I, I expect they'll both get chances at some point during the season. rightbecause because
0: they're they're so weak uh, at forward down the Bridgeport. for I would, you know, just have those two and Koyboy. The rest are you know, not even close to to being ready. They lost a lot of AHL veterans during the uh, the off season.
1: So I guess yeah, guess no.
0: didn't get a chance.
1: Yeah, no, every season you see it. You know, it, it takes. A lot of players to get through an NHL season, so you know, and everything builds upon everything else. And to, to go back to the building, uh, to if you go back to the beginning, that's what you saw with Michael Del You know, he, you know, you know, stops and starts and stops and starts and you know, I I think this, you know, this season could be the season where he's
0: finally a consistent
1: contributor.
0: Yes, because you, you saw it at the beginning of last year in Bridgeport. He was just putting up ridiculous numbers. He had the confidence, even more so than the previous year. So he yeah, had the confidence and he said, you know, a great shot. It be definitely an you know, added bonus to the honors. Yep, yep, no, I agree. Yeah, Andrew, this is great. Thank you for a few minutes, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Uh, all the best, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. Talk to you soon.